despite him, you know, taking his meds and whatnot and being careful and prepared, uh, he had a, a bit of an Addisonian crisis, which is similar to like a diabetic kind of crisis, probably not the technical term. And he just felt very weak and dizzy. And we were actually in the most remote wooded ravine so far from, you know, an ambulance possibly been able to turn up there. So it was quite scary. Hey guys, welcome back to When It Hits The Fan, the podcast where we sit down with some of the world's most intrepid travellers to find out what really happens when things go south on the road. This podcast is brought to you by Battleface Travel Insurance, which provides cover for high-risk destinations, FCO advisory countries, adventure travel, and a whole heap of other things. Uh, if you'd like to check them out, then follow the link in the description below. And what a great guest we've got today. It's not often that somebody invents an entirely new way of having adventures, but perhaps Tom Davis, better known by his YouTube handle GeoWizard, has done precisely that. Tom came up with the deceptively simple idea of attempting to cross an entire country in as straight a line as possible. What that means in practice, of course, is wading through every river he encounters crossing every lake, pulling himself through every thorny hedgerow and scrambling up and down every steep bank. His first attempt at this, uh, Mission Across Wales, which started at the English border and headed due west towards the coast, went viral on YouTube with more than three and a half million views for the first video alone. And his second attempt, Mission Across Wales 2, where he was joined by traveling companion Welsh Greg was released onto the platform in recent weeks and I'll let Tom tell you how that went. If you haven't checked out those videos yet I'd recommend doing so because they're hugely entertaining and it really brings home how challenging it is to cross an entire country in a complete straight line. But without further ado let's jump straight into it. Tom, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. My pleasure. Um, obviously, you know, uh, people who have seen your videos will, will know what you're about. Um, I gave a kind of brief introduction at the start. But, you know, this is a very kind of novel way of doing a kind of, you know, localised expedition, which is, you know, crossing uh, an entire country, in this case, Wales, in, in a straight line. Um, you know, mm. it, it, it sounds like the kind of thing that, like, oh, well, it can't be that difficult, but... <laughs> you know, what about the sort of practicalities of, of doing it? Can you, can you go into that in a bit of detail? Yeah, it's, there are a lot of things that do make it difficult. Um, not least the terrain that you're obviously having to cut straight through, um, you know, including rivers, steep banks. They're probably the two biggest scary things, swamps, things like that. But also obviously the fact that you're mainly trespassing, um, to various degrees on people's land, farmers, or maybe even the odd garden. So, and then there's the hedges and the, you know, the, the barbed wire fences and the fence, you know, just regular old spiky fences. All of those things conspire to make it pretty slow moving and pretty difficult. Yeah. And we should probably point out at this point um, that, of course, you know, the technical definition, you are trespassing, but you, you are making every effort, of course, not to, damage fences or scare um you know yeah. and, and all the rest of it so you do approach it in a 
quite responsible way, even though, of course, technically you are sometimes walking across people's gardens in order to <laughs> keep to this line. Um, what, what was the, um, the kind of deviation that you allowed yourself from this line? Well, when I first did it, um, I really didn't have any idea how far I would likely stray from it. So I was hoping to stay kind of, you know, 10, 20, 30 meters on line, but um, that kind of didn't go to plan. And I ended up straying, I think it was 100 meters with the, the first swollen river um, and a couple of other incidents where I had to veer around farms and things. But with the second time I did it, I had a much more clear idea in my head um, of how far I wanted to stray. And I even made, I've cooked up a little preliminary guide, um, which is kind of basically 25 meters. And this might change in the future, but 25 meters either way uh, would be a platinum. I've called it root. 50 meters either side would be gold. And then after that, it's kind of inconsequential really. But um, yeah, 25 meters would be a cracking effort not to, not to deviate further than that because even the signal on the GPS um, even when you're standing still, especially under tree cover, can kind of jump about a bit and move around about 10 meters either side. So it would be pretty harsh to to count that as a fail, you know. So, yeah, 25 meters would be an excellent leeway, if you like. But I will make the point that um, I always try and stick on the line at all times. I don't I don't use that as an excuse to go, oh, we can just go around this. It's 50 meters. You know, I try to stick on unless I absolutely you know, can't, you know, it's endangering my life or, you know, there's a farmer and he's like, no, this is my house kind of thing, you know. Well, I mean, you mentioned, you know, uh, swollen rivers and I guess that would be uh, you know, a typical example of something where there's genuine peril in terms of, you know, it's very easy to die in water. And if you're aiming to, you know, stick bang on the line, you do need to kind of weigh up, you know, <laughs> How, how close you want to get to that line and, and how close you, you kind of value your life. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and especially if you're not, cause I'm not that experienced, uh, a, an adventurer, um, compared to some of the guys you've, you've had on here. And it's very important if you're not that experienced, I think to go, hang on, I'm not sure whether I might die here or not. So if I'm not sure, why would I take that risk? And that's what I did with that first swollen river that I encountered on the first effort, a mile in, less than a mile in. And I just looked at it and I was like, this is like over two meters deep, freezing cold, and it's, it's hurtling along. I mean, all it takes is for me to get tangled with some branches and just start flapping about and I'm, I'm you know, I'm in serious trouble. So it wasn't worth it. But Absolutely. luckily I found that, that rickety old bridge yeah absolutely yeah um so it, what that kind of brings us on to the, the next point really um because and I, I should probably say spoiler alert at this point if you haven't seen uh, tom's videos go back and watch them um but yeah both attempts you know you you have to call it quits for for two different reasons each time um yeah. you know i explained in the intro that the the first mission across wales was you solo and the second time you were accompanied with uh, accompanied by Greg. Can you kind of go yeah. into, you know, what the reasons were for, for calling it quits on, on both attempts? Sure. So the first time, um, to, to, to pinpoint it to a certain thing, it would have to be just bad planning on my part. 
um, as I got into a particularly dangerous stretch of the mountains, um, I was scheduled to be meeting this guy called Joey uh, on the other side of the mountain range. Didn't have a radio. I had no phone signal. I'd done well to make it that far to get to this point, but it was going to be dark. The you know night was was setting in, and it was starting to get a bit dark. It was it was in a storm. I'd been soaking wet all day, so I was already shivering. I was already weak. I'd also run out of food. <laughs> so all of these things combined, I was suddenly in this situation where I got to this really steep ravine, and I was like, well, not only does this look really dangerous to climb, but even if I do try and persevere and go around I could be stuck up in the mountains in the dark as soon as it gets dark I can't move because it'd be too dangerous to move um, and I'd have to camp up there and the reason that was such a bad idea was Joey would have thought that something had have gone wrong and told my parents you know told my girlfriend who would have told my parents and there would have been a a right old kerfuffle a right old panic so I just a helicopter I was like circling over exactly yeah. exactly helicopter you know it's not worth that kind of palaver. So I was like, look, I've got to get down. Um, so yeah, that was an unfortunate one. But the second time was totally different. Uh, we didn't really have anyone else to blame. It was due to Greg, uh, Welsh Greg, as, as we call him on the channel, who is basically my stepbrother, but technically not. Um, he recently was diagnosed with Addison's disease, which not many people might have heard of, but it's a really rare um, adrenal deficiency um, disease where you don't, your body doesn't produce, uh, doesn't produce enough cortisol, which I've never heard of, but apparently it's very crucial to, you know, functioning in, on a day-to-day -day basis, especially when your body is going through so much stress, uh, physically. And, um, basically, yeah, despite him, you know, taking his meds and whatnot and being careful and prepared, uh, he had a, a bit of an Addisonian crisis, which is similar to like a diabetic kind of crisis, probably not the technical term. And he just felt very weak and dizzy. And we were actually in the most remote wooded ravine so far from, you know, an ambulance possibly been able to turn up there. So it was quite scary. In the end, he was okay. He should have been double dosing and he should have been eating more food actually as well. And spe specifically certain types of food. Uh, but yes, very scary when it happened because we didn't know whether his uh, condition would deteriorate. Um, you know, this disease is, was very new to him. So he was still learning the boundaries. Um, so yeah, just managed to walk him. He was a bit heavy footed, but we walked him down to this track and then down to the main road where an ambulance could come had he have got worse. But in the end, he was fine. Um, but yeah, definitely going forward. If, if Greg joins me again, um, definitely got to plan a bit more with food, medication and whatnot, but he should be able to do it. So, I mean, this strikes me as, you know, it's a no-brainer, really. If, you know, a member of your group uh, is having obvious health problems and you're quite isolated, you don't yeah. think twice. You know, you need to find the nearest place where you would be able to call an ambulance or a main road or, or whatever yeah. it is. Um, but I guess yeah. the, the, the first one, and I think maybe the interesting point, is when you're travelling alone and um, maybe you don't take the same precautions that you would about somebody else because of course we all have ego and we all, all think kind of like no I'll be able to get through this and you yeah. know watching the video yeah you could tell that you were obviously suffering from you know fatigue and you, you you hadn't you didn't have enough energy from food and all the rest of these things 
was that a harder decision then to, to kind of knock it on the head because it was just about you and not about the health of somebody else? Yeah, much harder. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I clearly don't value my life as much as the next man's. Um, yeah, you know, with Greg, it was like, um, it, yeah, the, the line just became secondary um, straight away, really. And it's only kind of afterwards that I became disappointed, you know, that, well, we were both disappointed, obviously, but nothing to regret. Uh, but with mine, you know, it was full of regret because it was my own bloody fault. And um, yeah, it was a much, it was a much more long drawn out realization of like, oh, shall I, shan't I? Because um, I'd already put myself in a couple of dodgy situations up until that point with climbing up things that I really shouldn't have done. And you're right, it is an ego thing. And um, yeah, so very different, very different kind of circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, is there going to be a uh, Mission Across Wales attempt three then, uh, Tom? Oh, no doubt. Um, maybe not soon because there's so many other countries I want to tackle. Um, but oh yeah, I mean, at some point I, I can't let that I can't let that lie. You know, I've got to put that one to bed. So maybe one day, maybe in a couple of years' time, maybe three years' time, um, when I've sufficiently straight line mission my way around Europe and beyond. Um, I'll return quite possibly to the, the original line. Oh, really? Um, okay. Well, you, you uh, prefer it to the second line, do you? It's, it was harder. <laughs> um, it, well, I'll have to make sure I've got maybe um, the right climbing equipment to do that particular section. And, and it'll have to be on a sunny day and whatnot. But yeah, it's just more of a, it would just be more of a trip down memory lane to, to go back and do that one, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, now, obviously, you know, we've talked about the two missions across Wales and I think I've heard you talk about a, a mission across Norway as being your, your next kind of aim again, doing yeah. thing in a completely straight line. Uh, what I thought was interesting was, you know, how do you actually choose which line to do? What are your criteria in terms of, you know, what you should avoid, what you should kind of aim for, what is just a, a big no way, which you try and kind mm. of, uh, you know, steer completely around, um, you know, mm. how do you, how do you kind of decide on the route before you set off? Yeah. So yeah, the, there are big no-nos. Um, the first kind of obvious one is the actual width of the country. Um, you know, if it's like 150 miles, um, it's just too far, presuming that there is difficult terrain, like woods, thick woods and, and fields, just too far really to, I mean, it would take like three weeks of, of pure hell. <laughs> um, so it's possible, but you know, um, I'd rather do countries that are sort of 30 or 40 or 50 miles across, um, such as, you know, Denmark or um, Norway. Um, but then apart from width, which is quite an obvious one, um, definitely mountains. I mean, if, if, if you imagine, if you've ever been to the Alps, uh, for example, just, it's just a huge, huge no, no, um, going well, up. I mean, if there's I, a big difference between going up a, a route and just kind of going, yeah. around, going this way, which exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you look at some of the routes that do go up mountains, they're like big zigzags, you know? Um, and if I struggled that badly, in the fairly titchy Aran range in mid Wales, then you can imagine what it would be like to do, you know, Switzerland or, or something. Um, so yeah, steep gradients. And then 
the other huge obvious one is um yeah towns built up areas so you know a town is just a complete no-no because you've just got house upon house upon house and you know i don't want to trespass in people's gardens and it's quite impossible anyway there's going to be people in their gardens there's going to be dogs there's going to be really tall fences and then the actual houses themselves will block you off um the only way that you could go through a village or a town is if there happened to be a road, a straight road that went straight through, uh, or maybe like a park or a church graveyard or a car park. And it just so happened that you could make your way through. But usually towns are just, yeah, no, which, which makes certain countries impossible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, you know, we're, we're looking forward to seeing your next attempt uh, with that is, Norway or, or anywhere else, Tom. And uh, yeah, thank you for watching your videos so far. We will, of course, put your details in the description below. So if anyone wants to, you know, follow you on YouTube, kind of watch what you've done so far, including the, the GeoGuessr uh, videos, which I think you yep. uh, you, you do quite um, quite frequently. Uh, but until then, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Cheers. Take Bye. care, man. Bye. Well, guys, that's about as much as we've got time for this month. Uh, we will be back next month with more amazing tales of adventures from some of the world's most intrepid globetrotters. Uh, but until then, if you'd like this video, we'd love a like below. Uh, and of course, subscribe if you want to be kept informed of when we have a new video coming out. Uh, until then, though, bye-bye.